Good morning, Alex and friends. Today is Tuesday, July 11th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. In Riverside today, expect a scorcher with the mercury likely to reach up to 96.5 degrees and dipping to a mild 75.3 degrees at its lowest. As for the top stories we're following today on Alex's News, the OECD is sounding the alarm on AI, calling for immediate assertive action to address potential risks and ensure its responsible use as we face a looming AI revolution. Stay tuned for more on that. And bargain hunters, mark your calendars. It's Amazon Prime Day again. We've brought you five of the top tips and the must-consider items to score true deals, so don't miss out. In tech news, a face-off in the cryptocurrency world, Coinbase and Binance WS stand up to increased competition and regulatory crackdowns. Is the battle for dominance in the U.S. crypto market heating up? Lastly, a ray of light in Nigeria concerning the endemic malaria crisis as provisional approval is given to a promising new vaccine. We'll talk about what this could mean for the global fight against the disease. Stay tuned for all this and more on Alex's News. We're delving into our top story for today. It's a worrying one from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, or the OECD. They've issued a rather stern warning on what they call the coming AI revolution. To break this all down, our on-site expert Antoni joins us. Antoni, where do we begin with this? Right, Connie. First, when the OECD talks about an AI revolution, they're referring to the advancing technology of automation. Essentially, machines or software developed through artificial intelligence could potentially replace entire sectors of the workforce. That's a massive amount of jobs we might be talking about here. Sounds like an alarming prediction, Antoni. Moving forward, what specific risks has the OECD identified? To put it simply, Connie, the OECD's 2023 Employment Outlook, emphasizes three major concerns coming with aid-decreased wages, job losses, and ethical considerations, like data protection and accountability. The increased automation is likely to drive down wages, and the sheer volume of jobs that could be replaced is staggering. These factors point to an immediate need for action. This leads us to question, what kind of action, Antoni? What are the solutions put forward? The OECD is recommending a multi-pronged solution. They're suggesting training and support for workers who may be displaced by AI, fostering social dialogue around the use of AI, and crucially, they want urgent work on developing better data and analysis around AI's uptake and use in the workplace. The global competition aspect is quite interesting here. Is there more to this, Antoni? Indeed there is, Connie. Take one recent development, for instance. Foxconn, a significant player in the tech industry, expressed interest in India's chip scheme. It reveals a key point here, that there's a worldwide race to harness AI, not just at a corporate level, but also from a national perspective. Fascinating indeed. Ultimately, how consequential is this forecast by the OECD? It's quite significant, Connie. The OECD's warning up front indicates the scale of the impending impact of AI. If the predictions come true, we could see a complete reshuffling of the workforce, and nations worldwide will have to strategize effectively to remain competitive and protect their citizens' interests. Sounds like a future we need to brace for. 
Thanks for painting such a comprehensive picture for us, Antoni. Always a pleasure, Connie. On to our second story of the day, Amazon Prime Day. We're talking about that highly anticipated two-day sale event, exclusively for Amazon Prime members, offering exclusive discounts on a plethora of items. Now, Ellie, the sale is expected to yield significant revenue for Amazon this year, correct? Yes, Connie, that's correct. Amazon Prime Day has become one of the biggest global shopping events. But interestingly, not all that glitters is gold on Prime Day. It's paramount for shoppers to conduct research and make informed purchasing decisions. So not every deal is worth the dive? Exactly, Connie. The first tip for our listeners is to be skeptical. Not all deals are as good as they may appear. Price comparison websites can be handy in these instances. For example, Camel 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 tracks an item's price history and helps determine if the deal is truly worthwhile. Interesting. So other than tech, what other items can our listeners consider? Well, Connie, while Prime Day is known for its tech deals, the event is equally a strategic opportunity to stock up on essentials such as groceries and pantry staples. Services like Amazon Fresh, its grocery delivery service, also offer deals. Well, it seems there's more to Prime Day than meets the eye. What are the other purchasing tips our listeners need to know? Definitely keep an eye out for lightning deals and coupons. Lightning deals are limited-time offers that may sell out quickly. By adding these items to the Buy Later section of your cart, you can watch their prices and be sure not to miss out. Plus, it's always good to be on the lookout for coupons on the product page. Seems like a great strategy, but what about other retailers? Well, Connie, it's crucial to remember that Amazon isn't the only game in town. Prices at other retailers, such as Target or Walmart, could possibly beat Amazon's deals. As such, comparing prices from other stores can help ensure that you're getting the best available deal. And what's your advice to avoid impulse buying? Connie, the pressure of Prime Day can lead to hasty buying decisions, especially because the event only lasts for two days. However, if you hadn't planned for a significant purchase, remember other seasonal sales and discounts will be available in the future. That's some sound advice. Can you provide some insights into items worth considering during the sales event? Sure, Connie. According to IGN, there are a few key items to consider such as Amazon subscriptions, Amazon devices, Apple products, 4K TVs, and headphones. Also, non-tech items like vacuums, personal care goods, and kitchen products can also score big. One important note shoppers should exercise caution when purchasing tech accessories from unknown third-party sellers, and reading reviews is highly recommended. Ellie, before we wrap up, how else can our listeners prep for Prime Day? Connie, those looking to find the best deals can visit the CNAT Deals website or sign up for the CNAT Deals newsletter. They offer price drop coverage and discounts from all leading retailers, providing shoppers with comprehensive information to make informed purchasing decisions. Great advice as always, Ellie. Thanks for the rundown. Of course, Connie. Happy shopping to all our listeners. Story three on today's agenda takes us into the world of cryptocurrency. We're zeroing in on some of the biggest players in the game, big-name crypto exchanges, Coinbase, and Binance US. As they strive for dominance in the global industry, they find themselves dealing with a unique set of challenges, stemming particularly from intense competition and regulatory crackdowns in the US market. Joining us today to take a deeper dive into what's happening is Arnold our correspondent who specializes in cryptocurrency trends. 
Hi, Arnold. Hello, Connie. That's right. The competition is really heating up for these exchanges. Their bid to conquer the U.S., the world's largest market for cryptocurrencies, is turning out to be a tough battle. Coinbase, which was a clear leader at one point, has seen its market share dwindle down to 51%, while Binance U.S. is barely hanging in there with a 1.5% share. Clearly a significant shift of power in the exchange market. Who are the beneficiaries of this turn of events, Arnold? It's the other exchanges that are gaining ground, Connie. Kraken, Bitstamp, and LMAX Digital are notable for stepping up and grabbing increased market shares. Kraken, for instance, is now estimated to hold around 29% of the total share. Why is the U.S. market so crucial for these exchanges, Arnold? Two key factors here, Connie. High trading volumes and significant institutional interest in the U.S. This makes it a key battleground for any exchange that wants to make its mark globally. But increased regulatory scrutiny on cryptocurrencies is making their job tougher. The challenge is to differentiate themselves and to expand their offerings to attract customers. So what kind of opportunities are we looking at for growth here with all this regulatory scrutiny? The key here could lie in the token prices, Connie. If they rebound, it could help stimulate growth as exchanges might have the chance to add more tokens to their platforms. This could potentially attract new investors, driving growth for these exchanges. Interesting perspective there. But aren't there factors beyond token prices and regulatory hurdles that can impact this dominance battle? Absolutely. The article remains a bit unspecific about the different strategies these exchanges might be cooking up to establish themselves in the American market. But one thing is clear. The landscape is shifting rapidly, and these exchanges need to sustain their optimism about potential growth and remain agile amidst this competition and regulatory challenges. Well, we will certainly keep an eye on how things develop in this space. Thank you for that comprehensive overview, Arnold. Always happy to bring these insights, Connie. We are arriving at our fourth final news story for today, which brings us a promising move in the fight against malaria, arguably one of the world's most devastating diseases. Specifically, the news is coming from Nigeria, one of the countries most severely impacted by this disease. I'm going to bring in Jenna here, who's an expert in the subject and can elaborate on the specifics. Firstly, Jenna, can you put this breakthrough in its context for our listeners? Absolutely, Connie. Nigeria has given the temporary green light to the R21 slash Matrix M malaria vaccine. This is an important development as preliminary trials indicate the vaccine could prevent malaria in up to 80% of vaccinated children. Both Nigeria and Ghana have endorsed the vaccine, which could drastically cut malaria deaths in Nigeria, which make up nearly a third of all malaria fatalities each year globally. It sounds like a vital development, but I'm assuming there would be real challenges in its application. Indeed, Connie. Implementation does face substantial logistical hurdles. The major issue is that many individuals who desperately need the vaccine live in impoverished and remote areas with very limited health care access. This is compounded by the fact that Nigeria's health care system is not robust, especially in far-flung regions, making it difficult for people to get inoculated. Further, long and difficult journeys to these centers hamper the uptake of vaccines. What could be done to mitigate these problems? How could the authorities ensure that these vaccines reach those in need? Several strategies could help solve some of these challenges. For instance, 
Investing in infrastructure to reduce travel and waiting times at healthcare centers could be one route. Or collaborating with existing institutions like churches, schools, and pharmacies to set up vaccine administration centers in remote locations. To facilitate journeys to healthcare centers for city dwellers, transport vouchers could be provided. So external funding could really aid in accelerating the process? Absolutely, Connie. Support from key global entities, like the U.S. government and the Global Fund, will be crucial to bolstering Nigeria's healthcare system and overcoming these challenges. Given the heavy toll malaria takes on Nigeria, with around 95,000 malaria deaths in children under age 5 each year and significant economic costs, the approval of the R21 vaccine is indeed a beacon of hope, isn't it? It certainly is, Connie. The effectiveness of the R21 vaccine even surpasses the World Health Organization's minimum threshold of 75%, providing renewed hope in dealing with this deadly disease. So, in essence, this inoculation would be a game-changer, but delivering it to those who need it most will require a concerted effort, correct? Exactly, Connie. Its approval, collaborations between public health authorities, local institutions, and international organizations are paramount for this vaccination to reach as many people as possible. If such collaborations are successful, Nigeria can significantly reduce the devastating impact of malaria and enhance the overall health of its population. Sounds like there's a hopeful road ahead in tackling this deadly disease. Well, keep us updated, Jenna. And thanks for sharing all those insights with us. Will do, Connie. Thanks for having me on. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made with ChatGPT, 11 labs, and a program written by you. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.